0: Welcome to the third episode of the Me Well Being podcast, and today I have a guest who I met through a course that we did together, and actually we were paired uh, randomly to be accountability partners a few months ago, and since then we keep in touch and we check each other's lives and check in how the other feels, what's the story in the business, and I really love her energy, and she's amazing. Um, Her name is Heather Libsey and she lives in South Africa so please welcome her uh, on my podcast. Hi Heather, how are you? Hi, hi,
1: I'm good. I'm good. So happy to be here. This is such a lovely opportunity to speak with you again in person Um, (laughs) (laughs) and just checking on with you on Instagram.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, can you introduce yourself uh, a little bit? Because I think I want to give that opportunity the person, to the guest, to say things about themselves, what they want to be known for. <laughs> so I think uh, it's better for the people who are listening to hear the things from the guests. mouth.
1: Of course. Yeah, so I am a video and camera confidence coach for specifically for Uh, course creators and online educators. I've changed what I do a couple of times, but coming back to video confidence every single time has, it's just what I love doing because I have my history in directing and screenwriting and I study drama and film and I am an educator myself. So getting the opportunity to help other educators who struggle with their online and on video presence it brings me so much joy so that's what I really love doing and that is what I am doing now it's my my favorite thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and yeah we discussed uh, a little bit before we started the recording that being able to pivot when we don't feel something right is very important and that's what you mentioned here as well that you try different things but you got back to this one what you love and what's your passion So I think it's very important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to understand what brings you the most joy, especially as a business owner. You need to know, you need to be fully in alignment with what you are doing in your business. Because if you're not, I think you run into burnout so quickly. And that's what happened to me. I was doing something that wasn't fully aligned, that I wasn't fully enjoying. And that was forcing me to put in a lot more ah, oh, it just I felt not like myself when I was pursuing this other career of mine and I was like no this this isn't me I don't feel like the person I'm portraying is me anymore and my business is not in alignment with what I actually want to do and what brings me joy and it's important to be able to identify those problems and pivot to what makes you happy because Work shouldn't have to feel like work. It shouldn't have to feel awful. You shouldn't have to hate your job. So as as entrepreneurs, you have that amazing ability of freedom to pivot. It's It's not the end of the world. If you've gone down a road that doesn't fully align with you, you can pivot and come back to yourself time that you need to you have the freedom to do that and that's one of the most wonderful things about owning your own business is you have a bit more flexibility and a bit more freedom and you can really focus on what brings you joy
0: oh I love that I just got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much yeah like the freedom of being able to pivot yeah I love that very much
1: <laughs> yeah that's no, it's one of the biggest blessings I think you can have as an entrepreneur entrepreneurship is hard but you get to do something that you love and at the end of the day that's like the best thing
0: yeah yeah and I think it's like if you do what you love it's much harder to get into a phase where you feel burned out as well Mm -hmm. and it's has to know yourself as well when you feel that okay I'm getting to somewhere where it feels like pressure just to have a break and maybe rethink Mm -hmm. And realign the things so you won't run into the burnout phase.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's why I took, like, I've taken the past three weeks. I've hardly been on social media and I was teaching people how to use Instagram and I was on Instagram every day, all day. And I was like, when I felt that burnout and I was like, this isn't what I want to do, this isn't who I am. And I have taken a step back and it's been so nice not being on social media all the time because I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do with my life is be on social media all the time Mm -hmm. and like actually go back to what I really know and love. And it's also really hard when you're showing up on camera all the time and you're following the trends, you're trying to be cute and quirky and whatever it is to get attention on your page and that ends up also leading to burnout. It's one of the things that I really encourage people to do when presenting on camera is to really find the essence of themselves and bring that to the camera. Because when you're constantly putting on a mask, when you're constantly pretending to be something you're not, then you hit even more burnout and then you get even more out of alignment with who you actually are and everything just doesn't fit anymore. And so it's so important, I think, in every aspect of your business to bring the essence of yourself to it. Because, again, if you don't, you get burnt out, you fall out of alignment with who you are and your own morals and beliefs. And it's so important to take a step back if you need to and take a break and reassess and realign. That's important so important to do and I'm so glad that I did it
0: yeah and like you can lose your authenticity as well if you are not aligned and you trying to be someone who you're not and you try to follow the trends all the time and copy someone basically yeah absolutely and that's what I found myself doing a lot
1: and I don't like doing that I don't encourage other people to do that but I found that I was The content I was creating, the information I was giving, I just looked like every other Instagram coach out there. I wasn't providing anything new. I wasn't providing anything different. Like the biggest difference was that you would work with me instead of some other Instagram coach. Mm -hmm. There was like very little that I was bringing to the table that was different. And that's when I started to feel very much not like myself. Mm-hmm. And I had started to become very critical of myself as well and very cruel to myself. I was, you know, those mean thoughts that you have about yourself, you start nitpicking at all of the things that you don't like about yourself. And that's completely out of alignment with who I am, what I believe in, and the business I want to run. I don't want to force people to put themselves on camera when they feel uncomfortable. I want them to feel comfortable being on camera so that they can come to the camera, talk to it, and not feel like they have to be something that they're not. And I think being authentic and staying true to yourself, it's ultimately what helps you stand out from the crowd. And even though I've been uploading content a lot, a, oh, a lot less frequently recently, I've been getting more engagement and more more of the right people speaking with me and starting conversations with me and I've been starting conversations with a lot more of the right people because again now I am back to being me I'm just presenting myself on camera my content is sillier but it's not the same content everyone else is pushing out I'm not looking at other people's content and being like oh I should do that Mm -hmm. I'm just creating content from me and from what I want to help people with and from what I want to teach people. And so my content is then innately different from everyone else because it's coming from me alone and the research that I am doing and not from like getting inspiration from other creators. It's so important to bring that authenticity to your business because again, it just, you get to stand out from the crowd because you are being who you are And you don't have then competitors, you just have other people in the same field, and you get to be different from all those people. And it's another thing as well when people are choosing people that they want to work with, being able to bring your authentic version of yourself to your business, it allows you to like say, Hey, if you want to work with me, this is what you're getting when you work with me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not your cup of tea, and you're not my cup of tea either we don't have to work together So, like having that just openness with your business and like this is what you get when you sign up with me then you understand that's that's what you get yeah. and there's no pretense to your business either which is fantastic
0: <laughs> yeah it's amazing and I think it's okay to like try different things and see what works mm. for you because i was doing that as well and i've seen like oh my goodness that looks so good i will try that like you know mm. and i tried and it didn't work for me because i didn't get more attention basically yeah oh so i just went back like okay just back to the simple things and they usually work yeah because you will find those people who are right for you yeah absolutely
1: and i think again it comes down to that when you're copying everyone else and even if you're not like directly copying other people's content you're just sort of copying the style and things I had ended up making a lot of like seven second reels for Instagram and being like oh here's my hook tasty information but you have to read the caption to get the tasty information and I personally hate those reels when I see them I don't read the caption I scroll on by so why was I making that content guy (laughs) like I hated it so it's so important to like just be like yeah this is the kind of content I want to make I want to make content that's that feels right for me yeah and it's again it's so important helps you avoid that burnout as well because you're making content that you feel aligned with yeah And again, it's more valuable when you're making content that comes from you, far more valuable for the people you're trying to help. If you're making content that's like tricking people into engaging with you, you're not
0: creating a trusting relationship with those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. And also like if you don't like what you're putting out there, like it comes true. So like Mm. people won't like it either. And also if it comes back. To us like a person like this unique human being who we are like if we don't like ourselves that's gonna come true and it will maybe like other people will keep distance as well and like they will think like oh like she's not so confident or she is having a toxic thing in their in her head or like whatever you know like these negative self-talk kind of things I think other people can Feel it in our energy. Yeah. So if we absolutely. don't like our content or or what we put out there, that's gonna come through in the whole thing. Absolutely. It's.
1: But yeah, as you say, like when you don't feel confident in yourself, and when you don't align with the person that you are putting out onto social media, people do see it. It reads like a book. I don't know what I was trying to come up with there, other than a book. But like, it's so, you can see it. You can see, ah, this person doesn't feel comfortable making the content that they're making. They don't fully believe in whatever they're putting out there. And that's what was happening with me. I didn't believe in the content that I was putting out. I was forcing myself to be on camera when I didn't want to be. I was doing, like, having to put so much energy into something that didn't feel aligned. And taking a step back and just making less content, making better value content and making content that actually comes from me and what I believe well, what I believe in and wanna, what I want to teach people. That content then is, again, because it's more valuable for the people I'm trying to help. So they can take something from it that actually helps them rather than me being like, here's three quick tricks on how to do this. It's mm-hmm. like, No, if you're struggling with this, here is a a piece of information that you can find valuable because I've done the research and I want to share this information with you and I actually want to help you and show you that this is a place where you can come and be safe and you can trust the information that I'm giving you because I'm not just giving you tips and tricks. I'm not just giving you quick wins. I'm giving you stuff that you can actually take and implement and I'm giving you things that have far more value then quick tips and tricks. So, yeah, it's, I think, so good to take a step back always from social media and from the way you present yourself online and just reassess the way you're doing things. Like, everyone goes through it. Everyone hits a point of burnout because they don't feel aligned with what they're making. And it's so important to, instead of pushing through it, take a break. Because you can't find yourself when you're constantly forcing yourself to create and like make things that still don't feel aligned. It's better to stop and take a step
0: back. Mm. That's that's what I think. Yeah, so true. Like it was true for me as well. Like even now, I'm I'm not really into, for example, uh batch content over the Mm. weekend and just share everything because sometimes I have like moments of inspirations and I was like (gasps) I want to share this one so like I'm not really having content in advance (laughs) because I'm like I feel these moments of inspiration where like they come they are more powerful than like okay let's think about what am I gonna share this week so yeah that as well I think helps to be who you are basically. absolutely
1: yeah there there are so many content creators and a lot of video coaches as well who don't encourage batch content recording because it does again like you say you have that that spontaneity mm-hmm. of being able to create a piece of content and share it when you have it in that moment and that brings a level of authenticity again to the way you're presenting yourself online you're a real person you're not a computer sharing your post at 9am every single morning, you, you're you a person, and sure, post, post on the days you want to post, like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter, and it also, again, allows you to bring a level of authenticity to the way you're recording, because if you're batch recording, it's like, okay, cool, wear this shirt, find this sound, lip sync, cool, it's ready to go, let's get changed, let's yeah. Get the script, say the script. Okay, it's good to go, and that takes away a lot of authenticity from your content as well. Mm-hmm. So what I've started doing is making longer form content like YouTube videos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then having like a a kind of a script. So I'll write my entire idea out, but I don't read that script when I'm recording. I've got my idea there so that I can follow the structure and make sure I'm hitting all the points that I want to hit. And then from that piece of content, I know that I can draw like a few pieces of shorter form content. And then I can just take it from that one video and edit it into shorter form pieces of content. And for me, that's easier because I don't then have to show up on camera every single day. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: get to just be like cool this piece of content and a lot of the time I'll go to that video and I'll edit a short form piece of content for that day and I'm like yeah okay cool today I need to post something let's take from that piece of content and up it goes and that's been helping me a lot with not having to be on camera all the time and not forcing myself to be on all the time yeah I can tone it down I can just be myself and I can Acts a lot more during the week, mm-hmm. which is good for me. And like, I don't think people need to force themselves to be on camera every day. I don't think people, it's I don't think it's healthy for people to force themselves to be on camera every day. It's like because then you are, you're looking at yourself, you're listening to yourself, and you you inevitably start to nitpick the things that you hate about yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: rather than being kind to yourself and really enjoying what you're doing and what you're sharing like being on camera is hard enough as it is forcing yourself to be on camera every single day it's like it's not healthy we're not meant to see ourselves that
0: much every day (laughs) (laughs) even though we look in the mirror every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) that should be enough (laughs) exactly it should be enough (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: no one of the the things I really like to encourage people to do is when they watch their own videos back is to kindly criticize themselves so notice the things that you don't like like your filler words do you put on an accent when you're on video what is what are the things that you aren't fully happy with when you present on camera and then acknowledge those things and allow yourself to take time to change them you don't have to be like Oh, that's a big problem. I need to fix it now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Notice the problem, be aware of it and implement the change over time. And then more importantly, look for the things that you love about that video. Look at the things that make you smile, that the moments that you recognize yourself in those videos and then take those moments and try and implement more of that into your videos. Because that's when you start to have a lot more fun with making videos And that's when you have a lot more enjoyment just watching the video. It's like a lot of the time I find that if I'm enjoying the content that I've created, if I watch it and it makes me giggle or it makes me smile, then I'm like, cool, I'm on the right track here. This is a good piece of content. I'm enjoying it. Someone else will enjoy it too. And so for me, that's the more important thing to focus on is focusing on the things you enjoy about what you've created because then it really does it gets you like
0: oh yeah i can do this every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's important as well to find those things even if we talk about mindset like it's important to notice the good things and the things that you love about yourself absolutely so that's like a boost for your self-esteem and confidence as well. And when mm-hmm. I, I have these exercises with clients as well, like I tell them, write down five or six things about yourself, even your look or, or your attributes, attributions or attributes. Yeah, attributes. Your attributes What you like about yourself, that you're kind, you love your eyes, you love your hair, whatever, and stick them on your wall. Mm. and and they really like it or like ask a couple of people who are close to you like what are the things that they love about you or like what they think your superpower is basically and that and they they really like these exercises because it brings them like oh i didn't even know that about myself
1: yeah so yeah no i love that it's it's something i tell my clients to do as well to create a win list yeah because a lot of being confident on camera it comes from building your confidence off camera and being like confident in yourself, understanding who you really are so that you can bring that version of yourself to the camera. Yeah. And so I, I encourage them to do the same thing. Build a win list, write the things that you love about yourself on a list and then slowly build it up. You know, every day, if you can add one thing to that list that you love about yourself, amazing. And read it every day, Read it out loud so that you can hear yourself saying it to yourself. And if you can tell yourself that you love yourself in the mirror, tell yourself, oh, your eyes are so beautiful. Ah, oh, I love the sound of your voice. Whatever it is that you need to hear that day, tell it to yourself. Yeah. I saw this wonderful video about someone saying that you should talk to yourself. Like you, you talk to your best friend. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, I talk to myself the way I talk to my dog and i think that's the best thing ever because if someone came to me every day and was like oh goodness, you're so beautiful i love <laughs> you so much i would feel yeah. great all day yeah. every day yeah think <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. it's so important to talk to yourself with love and kindness yeah always
0: yeah it is it is it is essential <laughs> yeah absolutely um can we go back to, basically, the roots? Uh, why did you choose the area where you work? Why confidence? Why camera confidence? Well, it... Okay. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> when... I've been teaching English online for, like, the past five years and moved into teaching English for adults. Mm-hmm. And what I found with teaching these adults is that the level of English didn't really matter. It was their confidence in speaking the language that mattered. Because for me, when you're learning a language, if you can communicate yourself effectively, if you can communicate your thoughts effectively, perfect. You don't have to speak fluently. You don't have to speak perfectly. You don't have to have the best grammar in the world. You just need to be able to communicate your thoughts and a lot of people struggle with communicating themselves or speaking in a different language because they're not comfortable and they're not confident they're afraid they're going to be made fun of mm-hmm. and so a lot of my lessons then revolved around just building confidence in these people getting them able to speak english confidently even though their english wasn't the best and I've been working with a business coach for a while and she's amazing. And when I started working with her, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, starting a business in helping Korean business people in who work in the advertising agency with business English. And over time, we, the more we spoke, the more refined it got and eventually like I noticed a lot of people really struggling just to show up in their businesses and struggling to show up on camera struggling to promote their businesses not knowing how to film a basic video Mm -hmm. and feel okay in front of the camera and it's such an essential skill to have nowadays in like in business if you're not online you don't have a business Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and video is just it's exploded with tiktok short form video video is now the way we consume we used to just consume text and images now video is like the the way that we consume even short form content instagram mm-hmm. facebook tiktok even youtube so many youtube creators have stopped making long form content and are making short form content but it's just such an essential skill to have to be able to be on video and your business doesn't really exist if you can't be on a video and just seeing so many entrepreneurs and business owners and especially educators and course creators struggling to show up on camera and record a course or host a webinar or do these very essential things that you need to be able to do when you have your own course or your own education business it it's something that I know I can help people with because I've been doing it for such a long time now, helping people build their confidence just in speaking a language. And like like I said, my background is in drama and film and directing. When I was directing, the reason I fell in love with it was because I could help my actors feel confident on stage and confidently portray their character. and they just enjoyed working with me because I could understand the way that they communicated. And that's a very essential part of being on camera as well and helping people show up on camera is understanding the way that they communicate and helping them best communicate themselves through video. Mm -hmm. And so it's all of these things have just sort of culminated. Is that even the right word? I don't know, but all of these things have just come together and it's, like the past 10 years of my life have sort of led me to this point of this is what I want to do. This this is the part of my life that I love. I get to bring all of these things together that I really love doing. I get to bring education. I get to bring directing. I get to bring video and video editing into my business. And these are all the things that I get really nerdy about microphones and cameras and editing and editing software and all of that stuff. I love it. I live for it. And so I, I, that gets to be part of my business and I get to help people use those things and understand those things and use them in their businesses. And then I get to help them build not only confidence on camera, but confidence in themselves. And that for me is just such a wonderful thing to be able to do, to help people like Find themselves and bring it to their businesses and bring it to their online presence. It just fills me with so much joy. It makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, I can see that on your face. Yeah, <laughs> that you totally lit up. <laughs> yeah, it's my passion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally get the thing what you were saying about like teaching people have to be confident talking mm-hmm. the language that they are learning or like saying things out loud, because I've been there as well. Uh, Even though I was like studying English uh, at the college, I think they should teach it differently, not just grammar, grammar, grammar. Um, Even though if you learn the right grammar, maybe you won't be able to say what you want or like express yourself the way you want. And I learned a lot since I'm here in Ireland it's more than nine years now, but at first mm-hmm. I was really shy and afraid to talk because of the same reason what you said that uh, I will be laughed at and people were like, you know, like what is she talking about or like whatever. But I was talking and learning and asking if I didn't know something like, oh, can you explain it differently? And then that built up my confidence as well to, to talk. And I was doing lots of courses, so I I learned a lot. But what helped me uh, a lot was that I started to wor- work in a crash and then minding kids. Yeah. And that's the best way to learn any language, I think, with kids, <laughs> because <laughs> they are starting from the basics as well. Yeah. <laughs> you basically learn from them. <laughs> so it was um, amazing. And then like I'm not perfect now either. And sometimes like in my business as well and still I'm having these thoughts like oh my god I can't do this because I don't know how to say it like maybe in a shorter sentence or more um, powerful mm. or whatever but then I was like hmm. like I can speak English people understand me like yeah if they're like they can get their the parts out of what I want to say What gonna be like resonate that's gonna resonate with them exactly so it's no point to be afraid because it's just a limiting belief that i have that they can't understand me or they will mm-hmm. laugh at me
1: yeah that's so. i agree with you about i think the way that languages are taught should be changed i don't think we should focus so much on the right and the wrong way to speak a language because there isn't a right and wrong way to speak a language There are like so many languages, they mix languages together. Like if you look at Catalan, it's a mix of like Spanish and French and it's a beautiful language. And people who live in Catalonia, they, I've seen so many couples where like the wife speaks Catalonian and the husband speaks Spanish but they understand each other and they can communicate with each other perfectly and then their children speak both languages or they speak a mix of the languages and it happens with English like every language has its own form of like their language mixed with English yeah and it happens across the world and it's so important I think to build just the confidence in speaking the language and not being afraid to make mistakes it's language languages aren't like maths and science where there is a right and wrong answer because language at the end of the day is about communication which is a very inherently human thing to do it's like we have a need to communicate and if we cannot communicate with someone we find a way to do it It's like there's nothing that can stop us from communicating with people if we need to or if we want to yeah it's it's incredible what humans can figure out and what we can do with any language i mean just look at sign language yeah people who literally have only one way of communicating with you which is through hand signals and motions we figured that out we figured out how to help people
0: yeah
1: find a new form of communication and like it's such a basic human thing to communicate yeah so it's for me i, I agree <laughs> we should change the way we languages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I speak a mix of languages, because I'm Hungarian, but I'm from Slovakia, so I'm learning both. So we are mixing Slovakian words into the Hungarian, and now Mm. I'm mixing English words into these two. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) it comes in, like, three different, one sentence with three different languages. Yeah, exactly. But it's, like, so funny, and, like, we like it. We we laugh at it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's the same in South Africa, because we have, like, 11 different official languages, and we have some words that they're just they're south african words mm-hmm. everyone in south africa knows that word knows what it means but like it's hard to explain what it means to someone else yeah um, it's like my whole family we use a mix of words from different languages because everyone in south africa does and like a lot of the african languages they've been mixed and we just say it's vernac it's the vernacular language Mm-hmm. and it's because it's african languages that have been mixed in together to help people who don't speak the same language communicate with each other mm-hmm. because they're those similarities so it's like okay cool we can figure this out and we can communicate with each other even though we don't speak exactly the same language
0: it's humans are cool <laughs> yeah yeah i agree and that actually gets like or gives people confidence as well so we can come back to confidence like if you figure out these things that's just gonna build confidence in people like oh yeah like I can finally talk to you (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. it's amazing
1: Uh, it really is so it's I think one of the most important things is to be able to communicate yourself confidently Mm -hmm. and to be able to find that level of confidence in yourself and in any language if it's your own language if it's a language you're learning to be able to find that confidence just in speaking mm. and it's incredible what you can do when you find your voice and when you find that confidence mm. and a lot of that confidence that comes from like learning how to be confident in speaking again comes back to being confident in yourself mm. and it's an important skill that everyone needs to learn everyone should be working on their own self confidence all the time because it's not something that happens overnight people aren't just born confident they just they don't have the it factor they've worked on it (laughs)
0: like
1: they've taken active steps to build confidence in themselves and to be comfortable with who they are because a lot of us we're like oh that person i wish i could be like this person oh i'm I'm not good enough. I don't look like the girls in Vogue magazine. I don't, I don't fit the described, like the desired of whatever it is. And it again comes down to being just comfortable with who you are. Mm-hmm. And the moment you can start being comfortable with yourself, then you can start to build your confidence. Be like, yes, these are the things I love about myself. It starts building your self-worth, understanding what you do deserve and what you don't deserve and like putting healthy boundaries in place with people all of that comes back to just being comfortable with who you are which is so important so important and I wish everyone could
0: do the work yeah I know uh, we yeah. can start uh, uh, a movement yes it's like a movement it's like hashtag build yourself confidence or yes <laughs> hashtag do the work <laughs> yeah um, actually that was one of the questions I was thinking about like now I won't ask like you were you born confident <laughs> <laughs> um, but like what did you do to build your own confidence gosh I I was painfully shy
1: as a child like painfully shy I was bullied badly my teachers thought that there was something wrong with me because I was so quiet and like It wasn't until I went to university and I moved to a different city so that that I could go to university, get away from my parents, get away from my home, get away from high school, get away from Johannesburg and just sort of find out who I was outside Mm. of where I'd grown up. And when I went to university, like my first year, I was still quite shy. I was... You know, I was sort of figuring everything out, but because I was studying drama and film, there wasn't a lot of room for me to be shy. It's like no Yeah. Like stage, an interesting have go, choice have, for a shy yeah, girl. <laughs> exactly. Didn't have a choice. I was like, you have to you have to go, girl. And so <laughs> studying drama was one of the biggest things I for my own self-confidence because it really pulled me out of my shell. And then I was also surrounded by like-minded people. I was surrounded by fellow creatives. I was surrounded by people who shared the same interests and passions as me. So I was allowed to just be myself. I didn't have to pretend to be someone else because the people I was with were like me. Hmm. They were also, they were, they were the weird drama kids. And (laughs) so we were all the weird drama kids together and it was great. And I was like, these are my people. I found my tribe. I found the place where I can be me. And when I graduated I think I went through a bit of a like you know doubting myself again and having to figure out who I was all over again I went through like a whole bunch of different things in my life and like I moved to the states and I was very happy there but then when the wheels fell off they fell off and then when I moved home and all all of COVID happened Mm. there's a lot of like again doubting yourself trying to figure figure out who you are i was doing work that i didn't fully enjoy i you know i was just trying to figure out who i was again but mm-hmm. like as adult in the real world <laughs> and not as a student studying drama yeah and it it wasn't until like earlier this year like i don't know i keep going through these big life-changing events and i wish they'd stop i wish i could just <laughs> a nice little ride down a calm river for once in my life um but like the past two years i think i was going through quite a lot i was in a relationship that wasn't healthy um and a lot of i i i don't like who i am in relationships a lot of the time because i try to change myself to please the person Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing to do it's not a healthy thing to do And I'm glad that that relationship happened so that I could be like, never again, never again. Not doing that for anyone ever again. And a lot of like the the traumatic things that have happened to me in my life have sort of helped me figure out more and more who I am. And when I started this business, I was like, 100%, I'm just gonna be confident in myself and figure out myself and do the work on myself. Like going to therapy, everyone should go to therapy if you don't go to therapy please go to therapy it's great scary yeah. but it's so good for you yeah I <laughs> agree like it's just doing those things taking care of myself like prioritizing my mental health my physical health prioritizing those things like that is so important to to building your self-confidence and like really figuring yourself out it's hard to do the work but it's important to do the work like it's easy to figure yourself out if you're surrounded by people who just accept you as you are but that's a very rare circumstance I was so lucky to study drama and study drama where I did and be surrounded by people who were like me who loved me and who accepted me for who I was that's very rare to find out in the real world it's very rare to find your tribe of people who just love and accept you as you are people are always putting expectations on you to be something or be someone else. Mm -hmm. There's just so much that you feel like you have to live up to all the time. And it's important to figure out like, no, I don't have to meet your expectations. These are your expectations of me. And I'm not that person. It's so important to find who you are away from everyone. And to give yourself permission to be that person and so that's a lot of like the work that i've been doing is giving myself permission to just be me and to bring that to as many aspects of my life as possible and when you get to that point of self-acceptance and i'm not there i'm still working on it working on every day but when you get to that point of self-acceptance and you've set those healthy boundaries with yourself and with other people in your life, then I think you just develop more confidence in yourself because whatever happens to you happens to you, but it's not going to shake the core of your being. Hmm. You're not going to meet a new boy and be like, Oh, I need to be this person for him because he likes girls that are like this, this, and this. It's like, no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to meet your expectations of me my expectations of myself are very different and it's important to stick to your own expectations of yourself and also to just have a really good understanding of who you are because I don't think a lot of people do know who they are I think a lot of people are constantly trying to be someone else Mm. and it's I think more important like to put the amount of effort you're putting in to pretending to be someone else that's like wasted effort and effort that you should rather spend on
0: figuring out who you are and what makes you happy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh god I love that and I can totally relate to those things that you said and I'm still improving myself as well and I think it's like a lifelong journey <laughs> always, yeah it's never gonna stop <laughs> yeah. and I kind of like it because yeah. I always learn something new about myself um, yeah and the situations, like you said, you went through a lot as well. That's how we grow. Absolutely. I had to learn that as well on the hard way that like, yeah. okay, it happened. So I, I got better. I grew, I, I learned so much. So I'm actually, I've been in a toxic relationship myself too. And I'm grateful it happened because I, yeah. I figured out who I am, what I want and what I don't want anymore. Exactly, so it's, it's just so powerful. Yeah the way that like you can see that situation differently if you mm. start to work on yourself and do the things that you should do to get there to that realization and there another movement go to therapy, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> therapy. please <laughs> please <laughs> and, uh, i would i would sign everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's very important to go back to the roots because uh, I don't know if you heard about Gabor Maté, uh, The Myth of Normal. Um, uh, He's Hungarian basically but he okay. lives in Canada and he's like talking a lot about trauma addiction and this new book just came out and like it's just amazing how he puts the things and how some people don't even realize that they had trauma because it's so much like suppressed and back in the subconscious Mm. that they think that's the normal thing how they behave so I think it's important to like dig deep if we want to live a fulfilled and authentic life
1: Mm. absolutely and like what you say about trauma as well is a lot of people don't think that they've experienced trauma because there's this idea that a traumatic event has to be something like being in a horrific car accident yeah. and losing someone that you love like going to war we we associate trauma with these massive horrific traumatic events yeah whereas mm-hmm. trauma isn't always massive and horrific yeah going through a toxic relationship is traumatic you experience the symptoms of trauma after and during a toxic relationship it's the trauma the definition of trauma needs to be changed yeah to, so that people can realize that oh actually that was traumatic i've actually developed coping mechanisms around this one thing that happened to me because that event even though i think it was minor was actually it had far more of an impact on my life than i realized and so A lot of people just don't acknowledge that they they were traumatized because they don't think that it's worthy of the, the title trauma. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is trauma. And there are far, again, in quotation marks, smaller things that are traumatic.
0: So, yeah, it's... He talks I, I about I'm... it actually, uh, he distinguishes mm-hmm. to like a big T trauma and a small T trauma. So like it's really good and he he talks about it in a book and in videos as well that even like back in childhood parents can love their kids but they can still be traumatized if they for example are like, I can't remember what was the right example but like you sit at the table and you just on your phone and the, your child comes up to you and wants your attention and you like oh give me a few minutes so it's just kind of you know like you close them off yeah so that yeah. can be like a small tea trauma for yeah. the kids as well that like okay my parents are here but they don't care about me so yeah, yeah like that
1: yeah it's it's incredible how like especially as children i think most most children experience trauma even when the parent is not trying yeah to, to traumatize their child i don't think any parent like is well hopefully no parent is actively like i'm going to traumatize my child today <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, I don't think... but unfortunately we do experience traumas growing up and children are especially susceptible to trauma and traumatic events because Mm -hmm. and especially from parents because as a child you're you're still like you don't know who you are outside of your family you don't know who you are away from your parents you need your parents as a child yeah and so when things like that happen where it's like oh I did something wrong because I wanted to get attention from my parent but they don't want to give me that attention I've done something wrong now then it's those little things then build up and it's yeah (laughs) I think everyone has some some sort of childhood trauma and those who don't are very lucky (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah I think so as well um so let's go back to this like how you were learning all the confidence thing and you said as well that you had different events in your life like kind of obstacles basically um so were there any limiting beliefs coming up while you experienced these things or you think that they're just the circumstances i know
1: loads of it came from me loads of it came from my own limiting beliefs um i remember and a lot of it has come from toxic relationships unfortunately with like i'm not good enough i'm not pretty Mm. enough you know all of those things come into play um when i was studying drama however i was told that i was a terrible actress that i would be good for film but terrible on stage and Mm. that for me was heartbreaking because Mm. at the time i wanted to be a musical theater actress Mm. and so to be told oh no you're bad at acting i was like oh okay so i was just then like I just accepted that i was like okay i'm bad at acting mm. then i'm not gonna be an actress and so i went into directing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when i went into directing and like we practiced activities like exercises acting exercises because as a director you should know how to act um mm. so we would practice acting exercises and then suddenly everyone was like oh heather you can act <laughs> 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 Let's just ignore the fact I've been studying how to do this for the past three years. (laughs) So like, I think there is some circumstantial stuff that does happen. A -hmm. lot of my self-doubts and limiting beliefs come from my relationship with my dad, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, Where it's just sort of like, I've had to figure out how to do a lot of things for myself because I've kind of always just thought that no one else would be there for me. It's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm that person where if someone's not doing it the right way or if someone's doing mm. it too slowly, it's fine. Or if they if they're like, oh, you know, I don't really need it's fine, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Um yeah. and like that's something I have to learn to let go of. Um and I have to learn how to trust people. I have to learn to, you know, accept that not everyone's out there to hurt me. Um yeah. but yeah, there's I've definitely had a lot of self-doubt. I've struggled with body image issues in my life because I I was a competitive swimmer growing up. And if you are a girl, if you're a guy, even as a competitive swimmer, I think you struggle a lot with body image because you're always half naked. Mm -hmm. It's like you're half naked around a bunch of other half naked people and you're doing exercise. And to be in that environment and to come out, scot-free with no body image issues Hmm. I I don't know how you would because you're constantly looking at other people you're constantly comparing your own body to other people's bodies and it becomes a very difficult thing to deal with it's there's so many things that really build up especially through childhood through like I was bullied as a child I had horrible acne as a child Hmm. I just sort of came to terms with Like, a lot of it was to do with my physical appearance. A lot of my limiting beliefs came from my physical appearance. But I was also, you know, I was the weird kid. And that was a bad thing. It was bad to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Like, the more you get bullied in school, uh, the more you sort of believe that you're not worthy of things. The more you believe that you deserve to be treated a certain way. And it's so much that you have to then, like, breakdown work through no i don't deserve to be treat, treated like this mm. i deserve better like understanding what you deserve again finding your self worth and being able to look in the mirror and say i'm beautiful and i love the way i look and i love my body because it gets me from a to b i can do so many cool things because of my body i can go mountain biking i can go snowboarding i can go surfing like it doesn't have to look like everyone else's body no two bodies look the same anyways and it's so so much work there's so much work that goes into dismantling those limiting beliefs and like i still struggle with i think i will always struggle with the way i look and the way my body looks and that's just my burden to bear and it's something that i will always and constantly work on And because I know, like, I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to have an eating disorder. I don't want to go down slippery slopes to achieve an aesthetic for my Mm -hmm. body. Like that's, I know that that's not good. And it took me a very long time to understand that it's okay to just be comfortable in your body and to not hate the way your body looks. It's such a hard thing society puts so many expectations especially on women to look a certain way and if you don't look that way then you're the worst it's like just go away leave me alone (laughs) let me eat my pizza in peace (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah. so like going back to the thing of like having limiting beliefs did they come from me or the circumstances it's a mix of both Mm. definitely because i'm sure most people have experienced bullying at some point in their life i'm sure most people have been made fun of for something even if it's just like something you enjoy your little guilty pleasure mm. like i don't know if you like to watch keeping up with the kardashians most mm. people don't proudly say "Ah, i like keeping up with the kardashians oh, but that's right. your little guilty pleasure and someone might make fun of you for enjoying it yeah yeah like, it's the same thing and you shouldn't have to feel bad about those things. Mm. If you're not hurting anyone, yeah, then enjoy enjoy what you want to enjoy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um what was the point when you realized that these things in your head are limiting beliefs and they are not true? <sighs>
1: That's a good question. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably when I went to therapy for the first time. And like, I, I know, like, I'm the therapist's best friend because I do their job for them. I show up and I'm (laughs) like, I have this, this, and this problem. And I know it's because of this, this, and this. (laughs) Um, And so they're like, okay, why are you here? (laughs) But like, I think the first time I got to just sort of openly speak with someone about childhood traumas, about relationship traumas, about just the things that I'd been through and like just getting to sort of open my heart up to someone and just vomit on them, essentially, uh, not physically. (laughs) (laughs) But like having someone validate my experience Mm -hmm. was the first moment where I realized oh I'm this is this is okay this is it's okay to feel this way Mm -hmm. um but it's not okay to continue feeling this way Mm -hmm. and these are things that I need to work on and having someone there just sort of like take my hand and guide me into a different way of thinking about things like reframing the way that I think about things is like it's that it helped so much go to therapy um (laughs) hashtag go to therapy (laughs) (laughs) and and I was so lucky because this therapist I just immediately bonded with her and like it sucks going to therapy because a lot of the time you'll meet a therapist and they don't mesh with you and then you've like wasted an hour of your life with a therapist Mm -hmm. that you don't like or god forbid you go to multiple sessions with this person Mm -hmm. and you know they sort of make you feel even more uncomfortable in yourself Mm -hmm. that sucks Mm -hmm. i was so lucky to find a therapist where just straight away i was just like yeah you're my therapist this Mm -hmm. is great i'm just gonna tell you all of my problems Mm -hmm. and i like Going going to therapy, 100%. That's, that's when I sort of realized, like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then I started finding, again, when I started my business, I was doing market research, looking at my competitors, and I found a lot of public speaking coaches. And again, a lot of public spe- speaking coaches address limiting beliefs, address building your self-confidence. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think confidence had ever been something I'd actively thought of or mm-hmm. considered until I started my business Mm -hmm. it's like I'd been working on my confidence in myself and building my confidence in myself without ever like thinking like I'm confident Mm -hmm. you know it's it was building these things without knowing what I was working on without knowing what I was building and so when I found other coaches and other people who were focusing on confidence then I started doing a lot more research Into confidence and valuing yourself and working through all of that so it was like weirdly a mix of therapy and starting my own business Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and doing that research and that work for myself and for my business so yeah it's it's been an interesting journey
0: (laughs) yeah I think we need like that point in our lives when we say like okay it was enough for me as well, it was after my mm-hmm. toxic relationship when I was like, okay, I can't do this alone because I have mm-hmm. no idea who I am and what I want. And I felt like totally like lost and empty mm-hmm. and just like a zombie, basically. And yeah. it wasn't even like I I was lucky enough as well to find the therapist who we, we clicked that the first time and we discussed this toxic relationship thing in few sessions, but after we went to the the fact that I lost my brother in a car accident in 2008 and I didn't process it Mm. because it just happened a couple days before I had to go back to college. So like, it was really just, you know, like, okay, it happened. I was really sad. It was really bad, Mm. but I have to be strong for my mom. I have to go back to college. I have to live my life. And like, it was just all so... I don't know like I, it felt like it was a film or a movie or whatever mm. you know and I couldn't process and it helped me process and let him go and like that started the change mm. in my life and I tried to or I started to uh, know who I am and what I want and then I found out that, that like I was reading a book I always say that Marie Forleo's fig- fig- everything is figureoutable and then I had this moment when like I want to be a coach because I want to help people mm. So I had this turning point when I felt like, okay, I can't go forward from here because I need to start to do something because it's mm-hmm. not me. I don't know who I am anymore. So I think that's when we are like, when we doubt ourselves mm-hmm. or, or what we want and who we are, that's like a sign for something that you you need to do the work absolutely Start to build the work
1: yeah it's it would be also great like to be able to do the work before hitting that mm. point yeah. before because it's it's what got me to therapy was i'd i'd hidden, i'd hidden, i'd hit my breaking point mm. i i was done i just didn't know what to do with myself anymore mm. And so that's what got me into therapy. And if, like, again, go to therapy. Uh, even if you think that you are fine, go yeah. to therapy. Um, like, don't don't wait for something awful to happen to go to therapy. Yeah. Like, yeah. rather start doing the work. Don't wait for something horrible to happen that forces you to start doing the work. Yeah. Because if you start doing the work and you start really identifying those things in yourself, then you can avoid a lot of heartbreak and hardship. Like not that life isn't going to happen to you. It still is, Mm. but you'll feel more well-equipped to deal with things. And again, it's not going to shake you. It's not going to make you feel lost. It's not going to make you feel like you don't know who you are. It's not going to make you feel like, you're floating in an ocean hmm. instead you're safely on land you've got your house you've got your home you know and so doing the work earlier is always better <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm so glad actually that we hit this topic like therapy and all because I was talking on um, the previous episode about like I think people still feel shame or there is some kind of stigma around therapy and coaching because they think like if if I go to the therapy, it will mean that I'm crazy or whatever. I don't know how is it in South Africa, but like for where I'm coming from, especially like Slovakia, Hungary, like this middle Europe, and even here in Ireland, I think lots of people still feel like... Eeh. Therapy. Yeah. Oh, that's not yeah. my cup of tea. I'm fine. I'd rather go to the pub and have like pints. Uh, let me get drunk and <laughs> yeah. start
1: talking to someone about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the same. I've I'm like to me it's I'm I just assume like, oh therapy is normal. Everyone goes to therapy. Yeah. But that's because I'm the person in my friend group in my family where I'm I openly talk about mental illness about therapy about anything that needs to be spoken about like my one of my closest friends only like after speaking to me she's like oh my goodness thank you for being so open about your mental health because it makes it feel like it's normal for me to talk about Mm -hmm. I'm like well it should be normal for you to talk about we shouldn't have to like hide our, our mental illness like it's it's crap that we're in this phase excuse my language but like where people are only starting to speak about mental illness it's great that we can have this conversation that it is starting to become more normalized to speak about mental health but it's still there's still a stigma around it if you take a mental health day like that's a very new thing very few companies are going to allow you to take a mental health day yeah, but your mental health greatly impacts your physical health mm-hmm. and and vice versa exactly and your mental health should be a priority for you mm-hmm. therapy shouldn't be stigmatized you have to go to the doctor to get a physical checkup you should go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or just a therapist or someone to have a mental checkup it's the same thing you want to keep your brain and your mind healthy the same way you want to keep your body healthy yeah it's like we can't have one without the other we need both and so our mental health should be it should be normal to speak about mental health yeah and i'm very glad that we are moving into an era where it is more normal to speak about mental health, where there are more people speaking about their experiences. And that is incredibly, an incredibly brave thing to do to share your experiences around mental health. And it helps other people speak about their issues with mental health. So Once the conversation is started and once it's normalized, that'll be amazing because it's, Like I meet so many people who again they don't want to say, Oh, I go to therapy. Go to therapy. It's a secret. Well anyone. (laughs) I go to therapy (laughs) too. I love my therapist. She's great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know. Like, so I've I've just made it like my role, I suppose. I didn't actively do it. Mm. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm an open book. I go to therapy. Let's talk about my mental health. And then other people feel comfortable speaking about their mental health. So yeah, it's it's sad that there is a stigma around it and people don't want to go to therapy. It's, again, also a lot of people don't want to be labeled. They don't want to say, mm-hmm. like, oh, I have anxiety. I have depression. I've been diagnosed with this. People are, like, allergic to getting a label because it means that there's something wrong with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something different. There's an ailment. That needs treatment, mm. and it's like again, there's the 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 comparison of a broken arm to mental health. It's like you can see your arm is physically broken; the bone is sticking out. It's like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going <laughs> to the doctor. I'm just going to have a, have a pint, yeah and it'll be
0: fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's- yeah, that we can can't see it but it's there so that's why is it hard to recognize maybe or be aware of it that we can't see it but we can feel it because I think deep down everybody feels that not that it has to be fixed but it has to be uh, oh. like talked about and and you know like bring it up to the surface so surface so you can acknowledge that it's there and you can work on that and maybe you can let it go mm. but even if you are not letting it go it's a part of you so just acknowledging it that it's there makes yeah. a difference or if you can name it what's that yeah the difference
1: yeah I mean I personally find that being able to give it a name mm. helps a lot because then it's not like it's, it's not something that's wrong with you it's something that's like separate something mm. you can identify and be like okay yeah this is what's happening mm. i have a name for it I, again i'm not i'm not i don't feel lost yeah. i know what it is mm. and that's an important thing to have for me for me personally yeah. i know like if you don't want to have a label and don't have a label yeah but personally for me knowing what the thing is
0: Mm. allows me to like work through it a lot better yeah it's like when the work with the limiting beliefs as well when you know that like when you dig deep and it comes out like okay I feel that I'm not good enough you Mm -hmm. have that there like in front of you okay I'm not good enough where is this coming from Mm. so you can start to work on it and like you can ask questions like is that really true? I'm not good enough. Like you can bring examples like, but I did this and I did that, I did the third thing or whatever. I'm actually good enough. Or or you can just reframe it. So like it's easier when you know what is it to reframe the thing. Mm, absolutely.
1: Like exactly as you say, being able to reframe it, being able to change the way you look at it. So that you can do the work. You can You don't feel like this thing is the be-all and end-all. Or you don't feel like it's some enigma that's running away from you. Mm. It's something you can identify. It's something that you can be like, okay, cool. And it's like when you catch yourself having a limiting belief. Like when it's like, oh, this this isn't good enough. Like, Mm. okay, no. Why do I think this isn't good enough? Mm. Who's telling me that? Me i'm the one telling myself that this isn't good enough so being able to identify those things is so important yeah because otherwise yeah. you just do you just keep beating yourself up
0: and getting nowhere yeah exactly
1: yeah
0: oh my god i could go on and on and on <laughs> oh my goodness we've been talking for like an hour and a half <laughs> well i love that <laughs> yeah um, maybe we should do another episode uh, at some point <laughs> yeah, absolutely i'd love to <laughs> um, at the for the closing point do you have any nuggets of wisdom or motivation you would like to share
1: oh hashtag go to therapy um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also be kind be kind to yourself and be easy don't stop beating yourself up because it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not doing you any favors. Just be kind to yourself. Give yourself a hug. Tell yourself you love yourself and you'll feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. so
0: that's the most important thing. Be kind to yourself. Oh, I love that. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I really oh, thank you for having me. <laughs>